What up? We are back again today, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today. Uh, wherever you are listening at, we are here in the beautiful city of Portland, rainy city of Portland. Uh, we are here, uh, for those of you who had not listened into the FCS podcast that was released earlier this week, uh, explain that we are here in Portland for the wonderful holiday season with some uh, family and some friends up here, you know, enjoying all the time uh, that the that the holidays bring to each and every one of us, right? And uh, we're super excited again. This is the second time that we've been away from uh, the studio, if you want to call it that, down there in beautiful sunny St. George. Uh, but we are grateful to be here uh, and still being able to record. Uh, we're still going to be releasing these podcasts despite it being the holiday time. Just because it's the holidays does not mean that college football stops, right? We we uh, don't have any college football games on the 25th, but we have it on the 24th, right? And um, the day after the 26th. So, got to keep it rolling. And keep this ball rolling until the end of bowl season. We'll probably take a couple uh, week break as we prepare for the upcoming preseason and spring games. Football is a wonderful sport. So, uh, again, also for those of you who listen to the FCS podcast, I apologize uh, for the way that it sounded. I had a head cold. And uh, feeling a lot better today, so hopefully this recording's a little bit better uh, than what it was on uh, Tuesday when I recorded it and then Wednesday when it was released. But man, I did not sound super great, but I'm feeling so much better. Just a little minor head cold, a little uh, congested and stuff, but feeling a lot better today. So uh, one of the things that you know, we have always prided ourselves on here at Get the Ball Rolling. And what I love to do is to provide the most in-depth college football coverage, right? That's what that's what we we believe. Another thing that we believe is that there are, you know, hundreds of college football teams out there from FBS all the way down to NAIA. We have hundreds of football teams in, in each classification. Now we are mainly focused on FBS and FCS, but there's a lot of schools that have a lot of good players that you know, the the rock goes unturned. Uh, they get to the NFL and you're like, man, where did this Jimmy Garoppolo guy play? Oh, well, he played at Eastern Illinois. Holy cow, where's that? We're here to cover Eastern Illinois and talk about them. Or, you know, uh, we have uh, Miami, Ohio. Who's this Ben Roethlisberger guy? Well, we covered him. I mean, that was a while ago, but that's what we want to do. We want to be able to find these guys that that don't have the national media attention and and bring it to light, but then allow the national storylines to kind of continue. We kind of did our our highlight team of the week throughout the year. And uh, some of these teams have made it here. Charlotte was on there, uh, for example, of one of them. Utah State was on there. And we've talked about these teams and, and their accomplishments and stuff. So during the bowl season, hopefully we can not only predict the bowl season, predict the outcome, but also really sit back and go, I like this team. I think this team is going to win because of X, Y, and Z. Or A, B, and C. One, two, and three. Whatever you want to say. But that's what we believe in doing here. And and that's what I hope my fans and others all of us as a community, we can grow together as we continue to search out for the next best talent. You know, college football is wonderful because what the NFL, everyone spends Sunday watching football, right? Well, the product on Sunday is because they played, you know, in college. We saw them in college. We see their development throughout the college game and into the pros. Now, this is where we hand the ball off. We give it on to, see, you know, slinging the pill and 24-7 ball talk, the people that we're affiliated with, and they're going to cover them. But right now on this podcast, we're covering everyone that we possibly can. 
We believe in that. That's what one of our strong core beliefs here is. So, so when we get to a game like the Bahamas Bowl, Charlotte against uh, Buffalo, we're going to be able to really break it down. So let's start with that game. It is uh, a wonderful game. It I could not imagine a more beautiful location than the Bahamas to be playing in a bowl game. Uh, Buffalo is coming in here seven and five, uh, coming winning five of their last six. Now remember, I say this in the FCS podcast, and I say it in the FBS: the team that's hot can get the win. We know that. We know that those are the teams that we want to be looking out for when we start breaking this these bowl games down. This team's coming in hot, but their foe, if you want to call it that, or the person that they are playing, the team that they are playing is the Charlotte 49ers. Now, for those of you who have, who have never heard of Charlotte, uh, they started football back in 2013. They've only had two head coaches. Will Healy uh, is the second head coach. Coach, and they have a total combined record throughout those in all those years to twenty nine and fifty three. This is their first opportunity at a bowl game, and Will Healy said, "You know, our goal is to make a bowl, to become bowl eligible, but also win the bowl." So a big time uh, thing out there in Charlotte. And we got on the other side of the ball, like we were talking about, we have the Buffalo Bulls coming in, winning five of the last six, right? Uh, Lance Leopold, uh, he's 0-1 there at Buffalo in the bowl games. Kind of a, a disappointing performance, in my opinion, last year. But, uh, you know, bowl games can be tricky. A loss to Troy, 32-42. to I took Buffalo in that game, so I guess I was disappointed. But, um they're able to get back here despite kind of a tumultuous season to to start off. But winning five of the last six, that's wonderful. Congratulations to them and what they were able to do in that time. So uh, we have two different things. And then also the Charlotte uh, 49ers, they're coming in here winning five straight. Now, that can sometimes be misleading, right? Well, who are they playing? Well, they beat North Texas, Middle Tennessee, UTEP. They did beat Marshall and Old Dominion. Okay, well, out of those, you know, five schools, only one of them is going to a bowl game. And what were the other teams they beat? UMass and Gardner-Webb. Uh, they did lose to App State, who is bowl-eligible, Clemson, who is bowl-eligible, Florida Atlantic, who is bowl-eligible, FIU, who is bowl-eligible, and WKU, who is bowl-eligible. However, this North Texas team was not a team to slouch on. Same with Middle Tennessee. Very, very close. But the most impressive win came against Marshall. Now, it was at home. And it was the game that pushed them to become bowl eligible. So that's what I'm really leaning on here. Now you might say, well, maybe you're giving a little bit too much stock to uh, a team that has just barely, you know, this is their first bowl game. Maybe they need to you know, be like you know, Lance Leopold and the Buffalo Bulls where they've already had one under their belt. They've already been there, lost. They know what it's like. They know what the motions are. But, you know, part of me, part of my gut, wants to take the 49ers because number one they're playing for something different now buffalo has not had a you know a ton of success throughout their football history they've only been to three bowl games so this is their fourth all time and they're fighting to become the first team to ever win a bowl but i think with what this team has gone through you know from 2013 
up until now, six years of football growth, for them to be in a bowl game, I think it means a little bit more to Charlotte. I think that Buffalo, you know, it's going to be warm there. It's going to be distractions. Charlotte's not necessarily, you know, freezing, not like Buffalo at least. So they might be able to adjust a little bit to the heat. Those things play a factor. Now, Charlotte is a six and a half point dog, but I am taking the 49ers in this game. I really like that they're well coached, and I think that they're going to surprise some people. And this was going to be their first kind of party, you know, first show. And who's that new kid in town? Well, that's Charlotte. You know, two, three years down the road when they're in the CUSA championship, holy cow. I remember watching Charlotte when they played Buffalo. Those are the things that we want to see. We're taking Charlotte over the Buffalo Bulls. Now in the Frisco Bowl, we have Kent State versus Utah State. We can make this one fairly quick. Because, I, you know, despite Kent State having a tremendous season and, you know, really surpassing those expectations. Uh, Sean Lewis has, you know, the Golden Flash is playing tremendous football, winning three of the last four, uh, you know, four of the last, uh, or three of the last five. And, uh, you know, they too have had their struggles throughout the year, dropping a couple games that I felt like they could have won, but in the end, they were able to pull it out. They were able to beat Buffalo. They were able to beat Ball Saint. They were able to beat Eastern Michigan. That's some pretty good, that's a pretty good rap sheet. They've only been to two bowls all time. But on the other side of the ball, we have Utah State. And Utah State, there's kind of a caveat here. And I'm going to tell you this. They did have, I believe there were you know, three fi- three charges filed against some of their football players, one of them being Jordan Love uh, on uh, drug charges. Now, I don't know if these guys are going to play or if those char- what those charges are based on, if they're misdemeanors. Obviously, uh, they were able to travel. It was These charges came out when they were already headed down to Frisco. So I don't know how that's going to affect the overall outcome of the game. But Jordan Love had said, I want my last game in an Aggie uniform to be a W. And not only that, he is preparing himself to show the NFL scouts what he can do. He has a, you know, a below average offensive line. That's nothing bad, not not a knock on them. Just inexperienced and below average. So I think that if he is able to prove to the world all the in the NFL, you know, community that he can ball out with despite having a bad offensive line, put him a good offensive line. What is going to happen? You give him an offensive line like the Panthers, is he going to be able to win? Look at Russell Wilson. Passer passer rating through the roof with a pretty bad offensive line in Seattle. So I think that this is Jordan Love, kind of like Charlotte. His, you know, This is the party. National stage. Who's going to win? Jordan Love had a tremendous sophomore season. Some say he slumped in his junior season. I think it's just some of the, the expectations that have been put on him. But I really think this is going to be a big-time win for Gary Anderson and the Utah State Aggies. I want to be taking Utah State in this game. Moving on to the New Mexico Bowl, we have San Diego State versus Simu. Now, we've talked a lot about Simu and Jim McLean. First year, tremendous, able to get to the MAC championship. They've had, you know, not very many winning seasons overall in program history, but you know what? He did a pretty good job here, and I'm very happy to see them back here. They've had 11, they've been to the bowl games 11 times. This is their 12th appearance. This is Jim McLean's, just his third appearance. He was at Colorado State in Florida before, if you guys don't remember. But super excited to have them here and back in this. I didn't think they were going to be as good this year. 
after a one in eleven start last or a one in eleven uh, record last year, what is going to happen this year that they are able to get to the game? But they are matched up against a very very powerful San Diego State Aztec team. Now they were able to beat BYU. Didn't look great at the first of the season, but they were able to get their feet under them. They did lose to Hawaii, which I felt like they should have won. But it, Hawaii is kind of a tough team this year. I don't know. They've they've beat some people, and they've lost to some people that I thought they should have beat. But they had to go on the road to Hawaii, which is also a difficult thing. Now they are on the West Coast, but it's a difficult to travel out to Hawaii. But Despite Simu having a great season, you can hang your hats on an eight and six season. You can be happy. You can build on this season. Now, does it look good to lose in a bowl game and in a a, a MAC championship game? Well, certainly it does not. But to build your program, you were able to get through there after a one and eleven. After losing a double digit games last year, you're able to go. I'm going to be taking the Aztecs. Congratulations, Simu, on a great season. Come back next year. Cannot wait to see what he has built for the second for his second season. Moving on to the Cure Bowl, we have Georgia Southern versus Liberty, which Liberty is another one like Charlotte coming to the party. Never been here before. Excited to kind of see them. I had only watched them a, a, a couple of times this season, but their wins haven't really impressed me. They beat. New Mexico State twice, which New Mexico State is not a very good team this year. Well, they did beat UMass, also not a very good team. They beat Hampton and Buffalo, or not, yeah, Hampton and Maine, which below average teams. And then you have New Mexico, who is not a bull team. The only bull game that they have win is against Buffalo. Well, congratulations, it was at home at the first of the year. But on the other side of the ball, you have Georgia Southern, who's been up and down, kind of a roller coaster of a year. Weird things happening and uh, some of the storylines that we followed, right? But I really like this Eagle football team and what they have been able to do. They did beat Appalachian State, who will probably win their bowl game. We'll be talking about them a little bit later on the second half of this podcast. I'm going to be taking Georgia Southern. I think that they have uh, a really good base and i think that they're going to build for this next season they had an amazing year last year kind of slumped this year get ready for them to be back next year around the eight nine win mark if i had to pick and this is going to be the bowl game to send them off right i'm going to be taking georgia southern moving on to the boca raton bowl we have fau playing smu now it's a home game for fau right in boca raton don't have to travel weather's great you know the drill but this smu team i i feel bad that they got to the boca raton bowl because they are 10 and 2 with losses to navy and memphis who are two really good football teams lane kiffin is out at fau uh they did win the cusa congratulations that's uh, i believe that's the second time in school history that they did it you got to feel good about that send lane kiffin you know he's already gone you're happy bring in somebody else uh i believe charlie or not charlie strong uh willie taggart is now the new head coach and he's going to build on what lane kiffin already had very similar uh, offensive-minded people, but I don't think, uh, you know, where he's not the head coach in this game, there's going to be an interim coach. I want to be taking uh, the SMU Mustangs. I just don't think you can compare uh, what Sonny Dykes has done. He's done a tremendous job uh, with the Mustangs, and I believe that they're going to be winning a bowl game here. And finally, on this half of the episode, we have Arkansas State versus uh, FIU in the uh, Camilla Bowl. 
Camilla. Camilla. Whoa. All right. So uh, now I was really surprised when the Arkansas uh, State Red Wolves were able to get there. I'm not going to lie. I thought that this year at the beginning of the season when they started off eh, two and two and then they went three and three. I thought, you know what? They may be lucky to get to six and six, but they were able to turn it around. Now they have losses. Last loss was the South Alabama. And we're talking about teams coming in being hot. That is not a good win for that team. And FIU just they they did lose as well, but they were able to beat Miami University. You know, Butch Davis has been there before. Blake Anderson is just one and four in bowl games. Now he's been to a bowl game every single year that he's been here, but he's only been able to get one win, and that was in 2016 against UCF. I'm going to be taking FIU. Uh, I believe Arkansas State's favored around two and a half uh, to three points, depending on the sports betting book. I'm going to be taking FIU just because I think that this is, you know, they've been there before. Now, Arkansas State has been there as well, but they obviously haven't been able to figure out the recipe for success. So I'm going to be taking FIU to win that game and uh, to beat the Red Wolves of Arkansas State and to send this season off with a 7-6 and six record, which you can build on this next year. So this has been the first part of the podcast. We're going to be breaking down uh, the next games through uh, December 26th, basically for this next week, starting the 20th through the 26th. So get ready to come back, talk a little bit more football about teams you may have not ever heard about or have really paid attention to this year. Stay tuned after the ad break, bringing it back, talking about some bull football, bull game football. And we are bringing you guys back, going over the rest of the bowl games, going to do it really quick, just because, you know what, I'm super excited to go through this. So the next game up would be the Las Vegas Bowl between Boise State and Washington University. Well, University of Washington, right? And uh, there's a couple things here. I think that, uh, you know... Boise State right now is 12-1, coming off a great season. Uh, their star pupil, Hank Bachmeyer, uh, was injured about halfway through the season, so uh, I feel like they may not be as primed and ready to go uh, as if he was there. I think if they wouldn't have lost to BYU, they definitely would have got that New Year's Six Day Bowl bid. Uh, it would have been really fun to see what would have happened but uh they're not there and uh i see a couple of uh, of chinks in the armor if you want to call that uh, a couple of uh, soft spots or whatever you want to say because i think that uh with washington I, I just don't know if i can bet against them then again this is a washington team uh that hasn't played as good as what they have in the past. They did lose on the road to Colorado. Uh, they just lost Chris Peterson. They're 2-2 two and two in the in the final four games, uh, losing to Utah and Colorado. And, and the one before that, they had lost to Oregon. They had lost to Stanford. So uh, despite Boise State not having Hank Bachmeyer, I'm going to be taking the Broncos in this game. I think that uh, they're a little bit more of a superior team uh, at this current moment. I think that if Washington was 100% healthy and they had Chris Peterson and they were playing for something, you know what? I would say Boise or Boise State would lose. Washington all the way. Uh, it is a three-point favorite right now. Washington is, but I will be taking the Broncos in this game. Uh, they don't lose very many bowl games, and uh, Brian Harson is just three he well he's three and one here i think he is uh an amazing coach 
in the bowl season, so I'm going to be taking him. Moving on to the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, we have Appalachian State playing UAB, uh, winner of the the Sunbelt Conference against this runner-up in the CUSA. Now, last year, UAB definitely had something special uh, with their, you know, return back to the uh, FBS, return back to football. These kids were playing for something. And quite frankly, they played their hearts out in the Boca Raton Bowl. But Appalachian State is a far superior team. If Appalachian State doesn't lose, I think that... They also could be in the New Year Six. I mean, like, we're saying that about Boise and about Appalachian. Just because I honestly and truly believe this. I love Appalachian. I like uh, what uh, Coach Drinkwitz has done. He is now leaving, so we're ushering a new era. And I think Appalachian State wants to finish that out uh, strong. UAB did not look super comfortable in the in the CSA championship game with a loss of six to forty nine. I still like Bill Clark. I like what he's built here uh, at UAB, but uh, I'm going to be saying that they're going to lose this this game. I'll be taking Appalachian now a seventeen point favorite. That's kind of crazy, but I'll be taking Appalachian in this game to beat the Blazers and uh, to win and then, you know, send a Appalachian State off with a, with a big win and, and it leaves a lot of, of growing for this next year for them to do. Uh, Zach Thomas is only a junior, uh, the quarterback there, so he'll hopefully he comes back for a senior season we're able to see what he truly is able to accomplish. All right, so Monday, we December 23rd, we have UCF against Marshall. Now, I have argued this uh, multiple times, and I'm going to side on the side of history, uh, and I'm going to straight out tell you guys I'm taking Marshall, a thundering herd. Now, Doc Holliday is 6-0 and in bowl games. You give this man, you know, two, three, four weeks to prepare for you, he will burn you. There have been many times where I'm like, you know what, Marshall's not going to win. And back in 2013, they beat Maryland. Uh Back in 2017, they beat Colorado State when Colorado State was really good. Last year, they beat USF in the Gasparilla Bowl, and this is the same Gasparilla Bowl, so they've been there, done that. Um, despite a loss to Charlotte, I feel like that that and the Middle Tennessee State loss were their only ugly losses of the season. I think they're going to beat uh, UCF. I think UCF, uh, you know, despite having... Uh, a c- couple of really great seasons. I just think that they've taken a step back this season. Uh, Josh Hubel is, is getting ready for really his reign here. And 9-3 and three is not bad at all. But I think that, uh, you know, once when uh, Mackenzie Milton gets ready, gets uh, healthy and everything, I would say that... Uh, that they'll be a lot better this next year. Uh, give them next year. We'll see what happens with everyone coming back. But uh, I'm going to be taking the Marshall Thundering Herd in this game. Uh, now UCF is now favored by 17. Uh, I know this is crazy to go against 17-point favorite. Uh, but you know what? Doc Holiday doesn't lose. And you got to give a little bit of uh, respect there. This could be his first loss, but he doesn't lose. All right, now we have three more bowls. We're moving on to the Hawaii Bowl. This will be played on uh, New Year's Eve, and I will say I am a little biased here because it's not that I don't like BYU. It's I've grown up a uh, University of Utah fan, and most of my family are BYU fans, and so I've always cheered against them. Now, part of me wants to say, you know what, Tyler, let bygones be bygones. BYU is a little bit better of a team, but there's a couple of reasons why I'm taking Hawaii, and this is why. Number one, Hawaii is at home. Now, they did lose uh, last year to Louisiana Tech at home. They are favored by one. They kind of got blown out. I think this is a 
better Hawaii team. Uh, they have beat some impressive teams, uh, you know, but then they dropped a couple games as well. A game against Fresno that was at home. But you know, I I genuinely think by them beating uh, Army and beating San Diego State and beating San Jose State, uh, and beating Arizona to start off the season, beating Nevada uh, on the road. I genuinely think that this Hawaii team is going to win. I just kind of have that gut feeling. Nothing against uh, you know Kalani Sataki and the BYU Cougars. I just don't think they're. They're not good this year. They lost the USF. They lost uh, some games that they shouldn't have lost. And you know they turned those games around. Yeah, they're nine and three, potentially ten and two. But I just don't see these guys really uh, rounding out and doing anything against Hawaii, especially with a loss against San Diego State. Uh, you compare across, uh, and Hawaii beat San Diego State at home, and uh, BYU played San Diego State on the road. And you know what? San Diego State beat BYU, and uh, San Diego State lost to Hawaii. So I want to go with that, taking Hawaii. Uh, BYU's favored by two points right now, but I'll be taking Hawaii. All right, the last two games before uh, this next week, and we could have put it on uh, this coming week's podcast, but we'll talk about it right now just because, it, well, I guess it would be released Friday, so we couldn't, but uh, we have the... Walk-ons Independence Bowl, that is Miami against Louisiana Tech. Uh, I do like Louisiana Tech, and I think that uh, they've had a great season. I feel like their second half of the season hasn't been what uh, they wanted with losses to Marshall and UAB. Uh, you know, they've won two of the last four, not very convincingly, uh, you know, got blanked by UAB 100%. I'm going to be taking Miami, despite Miami not having a super great uh, season this year and only going six and six, and definitely was below what I expected them to be. I had them around eight and four, nine and three, uh, about two games that they kind of dropped that were just ugly losses. But you know what? I think that uh, Miami is going to get the win. I I'm not going to go against uh, Manny Diaz and the Canes. I think this could be something that they again that they can build on. You know, a, a positive to end the season, and hopefully in the second year that he's able to get better and grow with the kids as well. And then finally, we have Eastern Michigan taking on Pitt in the Quick Lane Bowl. Now, I was surprised that Eastern Michigan got this late of a bowl. Normally, the later the bowl, the more you know people say prestigious. And I'm not saying that Eastern Michigan isn't prestigious at all. I just was so surprised that they uh, got this game against a Power 5 opponent. Uh, I do like Eastern Michigan. I feel like uh, Chris Green has done a tremendous job there building this program. He's got them to three bowl games. This is the third. Uh, he played, and he hasn't won one yet, and I feel bad that he's going to lose this one to Pitt. Uh, Pitt's played well. Uh, I said that, you know, just because they beat you, uh, UCF doesn't mean that they're the kings of the world like they acted, but I think that Pitt's going to take care of Emu uh, very handedly. I think Emu's going to uh, be strong here. I said that the first of the season. I thought they were going to go... Uh, you know, maybe get one more win this year. They didn't, but uh, you know what? This is great. Something that, uh, you know, winning season is something that Eastern Michigan has not had uh, for a very long time. Uh, only three bowl games in their entire tenure in the in the MAC and the in the FBS as as a whole. So I'll be taking the Pittsburgh Panthers. I think it's the easiest bowl game to predict. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm going against my boys and the Eastern Michigan Eagles. I wish I was right, uh, but uh, I'll be cheering for them next year. And and uh, you know, fans can be fans, but I'll be taking this pick.
All right, so those are our uh, are our twelve picks. I could have thrown in the Friday games, but uh, we'll be re- we'll be probably recording this podcast on Thursday, so you guys can uh, get everything up to date. We'll we'll do uh, kind of a recap. I know this one might be a little bit shorter, feel a little bit fast, but we'll recap the bowl games. We'll give you guys the scores of the bowl games, and then uh, we'll be obviously keeping a running tally of of how we did during the bowl game. So uh, we'll definitely. Keep you guys informed. Kind of a weird week, kind of a down week. I hope you guys have a tremendous uh, holiday season. Uh, we'll definitely be releasing one more podcast. Uh, the FCS podcast will be going over the uh, semifinal matchups, and we'll probably release uh, maybe some of our All Americans. I haven't decided yet. So just you know, a few things for get the ball rolling. Uh, we have a couple other fun things in the works for you guys. So make sure to stay tuned and uh, to listen. To all of us, wherever you get your podcast, to your family, to your friends, we love the support and the outreach that we've gotten from you guys. It's because of you guys that we're doing this. Like I said, what are we doing? We're trying to give the most coverage uh, to these teams that don't get, you know, the coverage that I feel like they deserve. All right, and so until next time, uh, be sure to listen to the FCS podcast coming out next Tuesday. Uh, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this. So let's keep the ball rolling. Happy holidays.